this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Both Tony and I are Montgomery County attorneys. We're trial attorneys, licensed Texas attorneys, and we are hosting a weekly talk show here on 104.5 and 106.1 Conroe's FM. You can also listen to us on IRLoneStar.com. And uh, we're here today, Tony and I are here today to talk about domestic violence. How are you doing, Tony? Fine. Well, actually, I have a cold, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you sound okay. Thank you. All right, all right. Well, so uh, in the news, Heather Locklear was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence assault uh, on an officer, three officers, actually, on Sunday night. Uh, according to the newspaper, Locklear and her boyfriend were having a domestic dispute. Locklear's brother shows up, calls the cops, and then she gets arrested and taken to jail. Was this in Texas? No. <laughs> no. Like Thousand Oaks, <laughs> California. And who's her boyfriend? I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so this happened on Sunday night. I, I think it was Saturday, and she made bail on Sunday. Yeah. What happened to Angelic Heather? Is there, what do you think her defense could be on that? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, stress. I don't know. No, 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 no. If she would just say it really didn't happen. I mean, somebody called the police. Well, I think there's been one other incident, too. But she is angelic. She's beautiful, isn't she? She looks kind of like you. Oh. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I would like to think I look like the Heather Locklear of of yesteryear. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What what show was she on? She was on... um, You know, I never watched. Was it Chips, maybe? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was... um, uh, Dynasty? I think she was on Dynasty. Maybe, maybe, but there was another show where she was some, I can't remember. I know, she was. She has a, a daughter with Richie Sim. Uh, Samoa, right, yeah. Bon Jovi, right. She like those, those really hard, hard kind of looking rockers. Uh, yeah, Bon Jovi, I can't remember, but I just Ricky remember thinking. Samoa, yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, but she also dated, oh, that one that was married to Pam Anderson. She, Pam Anderson was also married to the same guy, and it wasn't uh, uh, Sam Richie, whatever his name is. Yeah, no, I remember. Who is she? Who is? Um, I have to just stop for a second. Cause I'm thinking about this. Who was Pam Anderson married to forever? Oh, he was just bad news. She has kids with him. That was also Heather Locklear's first husband. And to save my life, I can't remember. Let me see. I, I will ask our, our our station owner here. Do, do, who was Heather Locklear married to? Do you remember? Any idea? I mean, I can't. I will never know who she's married. So let me look it up. Yeah, she was uh, her first husband. Was like he was what? a rock star, yeah. Richie Sambora, that's and bon then Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, thank you. The crazy tattooed right. Tommy Lee that was married to Pam Anderson. Thank you, the all-knowing Dick <laughs> Chisler. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I got I got caught from this. I can't believe that she got in. She's just not the kind of person that would do that. But then again, well, who knows? that kind of right. segues into our show because right. these angelic-looking women have a. The devil in them or something. Can. A violent they streak. can. Uh-huh. It's possible. Um, okay, so domestic violence laws in Texas. You know, I think there are three primary areas that someone could get uh, get in trouble for domestic violence. Uh, we have violation of a protective order. And, you know, those are usually in place 
when there's a divorce proceeding or a child custody dispute. Um, well, protective order in the sense that if you get, you can get temporary orders in a divorce situation, right. which prevent, um, you know, certain things from happening. They're restraining them and then you can get the temporary injunction. But you can also apply for protective order because a lot of times divorces are the basis of them are violence in the family. And it can, but you have to have an affidavit and you have to go to family court. And it's a kind of a long, not a long drawn up process, but like in Harris County, they have it in one court and you can get a protective order that, that's good for like two years. But, you know, uh, the caveat is it's only worth the paper it's written on. So you have to. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you can get a protective order saying that somebody can't uh, come within 50 feet of your workplace or your house or, you know, make phone whatever it is that they're doing, stalking you, what have you. But is that really going to protect you if you don't use common sense to move away, to be aware of your surroundings, to, uh, you know, to protect yourself? Because exactly. it's only worth the paper it's on. And we've, we've seen all the movies, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the I, I, all these different... It, I can't even grasp the plethora of how much family violence, any kind of violence there is in the world right now, but we're really focused on the family violence aspect of it. But for whatever reason, I keep thinking of um, that movie, um, uh, the one with Glenn Close and the, the bunny. Uh, fatal Attraction. <laughs> for fatal some reason, Attraction. That- you have a mental block towards the name of that movie. Fatal Attraction. <laughs> yes, because for whatever reason, I'm really focused on on bad women today, just like with Heather Locklear. And there are so many bad men in the world that are evil or whatever, whatever the case may be. They, they've got the seven deadly sins and they've got, you know, anger or they don't have patience or for whatever mm-hmm. it may reason they do. And we're going to talk about, so our show today is going to be the from the perspective of men. Yeah. The, and at some future date, maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about domestic violence from the perspective of women. But violation of a protective order is is one reason for domestic violence. Uh, and those have, are typically against men, but right. men can get them too, as against women, just like there was probably necessary in fatal attraction, but it's embarrassing for men to ask for it's, that. It's so true. There's an ego involved. And another reason that uh, protective order, I mean, uh, for, that a person can be charged with domestic violence or assault is assault. Yes. Just mm-hmm. assault. And uh, then uh, also another one I think that's pretty common is uh continuous family violence where you where there's a pattern maybe it's not but it's terrible. still but that would be stalking and harassment or what have you so exactly. i guess without trying to like you know jump ahead what is the definition i know there's the criminal liability and there's also it's a tort there's civil liability what are your legal definitions for our listeners and viewers for domestic uh, assault um for for assault in general because assault in the penal code is all under i think it's um the penal code, Texas Penal Code 22.001, and there's all these different variations of it, which will make any attorney crazy. So I know it to be hard to follow for, for uh, uh, just a person that's not uh, involved in the in the right. legal system. Yeah, it is Texas Penal Code 22.01, mm-hmm. and the definition is a person intentionally, knowing, or recklessly causes bodily injury to another person. A person intentionally, knowing, or no, or intentionally or knowingly causes, threatens another person's with bodily injury. And then uh, the third one is they intentionally or knowingly cause physical contact with another person that the offender knows or reasonably should know the victim will find provocative or offensive. That covers, so that covers quite a bit because it, that, and the, the bad thing is on, on I mean, that's, that's a good law, but 
um, if somebody, the, the second prong of that, or the second, not an el- prong or element, but um, if a person says, I was in fear or there was a threat, I mean, that's kind of hard to prove because there's not an injury. So well, in law school, the definition, I learned the definition of assault and it's uh, uh, threatens uh, bodily injury with the, uh, or confronts a person with the ability to carry it out. Right. So it's not just, I was afraid, but... Somebody pulls a gun on you and they haven't pulled the trigger. That's assault. Exactly. But that they will get Fear. that. Yeah, but you have to have witnesses and all that for it too. Well, do you though? What about these ex parte protective orders that women can go or men, if they need to, can go and get against us? Well, you got to have evidence. I mean, it's a he said, she said. It's who's more credible. Which is why we have trials on for protective orders. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's best Put on evidence. Um, I guess from the man's perspective, particularly the man's perspective, because most people. Uh, most people see like the man being the aggressor because that's just a, a gender, you know, characteristic. Right. And um, so if a man says she pulled a gun on me, uh, people are going to be hard put to believe that unless the girl has a history of doing that or, or there's something more to it. There's no, because a lot of times these uh, domestic violence situations are, there's no witnesses to it at all. So what, what all do you have to prove this? Because you know, assault is just the first of a series of events, if it happens at all. You know, I, I don't know. It depends on all fact situations are different. But it may be um, it may be that you don't know the person that you're with very well. And when they get more, and I'm still looking at this from the perspective of a man not knowing a woman that he's dating. Okay. You know, mom warns you about that. Right. And, uh, you know, and women have their, 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 uh, mystique. Yeah, the mystique uh-huh. and their beauty. And, you know, that's, you know, I could, uh, there's all these uh, a gazillion quotes in the Bible. I, I'm just, without trying to get down to, to uh, you know, specifics, famous evil women in the Bible, Delilah. Uh, is it, I always say it, pronounce it wrong. Salome. A Salome. Yeah, uh, Salome. What about, what about Jezebel? <laughs> Jezebel. I mean, I didn't even know what a Jezebel was. I mean, it's in the Bible. All my life, I'm like, yeah, she's a Jezebel. And my mom said, mom, my mom would tell me, real don't be a Jezebel. I'm like, right. what is that? What is that, mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, uh, but Delilah is, is a great example of a woman who is sort of beautiful and entrances the guy. And he would do anything for her. And so he doesn't see the, the evil within. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have a lot here. We have women who, for whatever, for whatever reason, their motivation may be. They're they're not nice people, and the guy ends up with an assault charge on them. And this is not to say that the, a lot. This we're not talking about today about guys who really are assaultive. Oh right, because they're all out there. We're talking about the the poor guy that fell in love with the beauty who who was able to manipulate and and uh, draw him in, and he didn't know it. He's just still stupefied by you know all the things that she has to offer or he believes, and so. Um, so in that in- instance, if the girl pulls a gun on him, which or a knife or whatever it may be in the privacy of their own home because she's not getting what she wants, whether it be money or just, you know, whatever she may want, um, what is the guy, what is the guy, how can you prove it? I mean, you got to have some proof whether uh, most people don't have cameras inside their houses and it's not typical that someone's going to record their spouse because they wouldn't be married to them if they trusted them. Right. But they may not know who they married. And when they finally say no, and we all know this type of person that was spoiled, rotten growing up. They were told they were given everything they wanted all their lives. And then suddenly they're told no. The word no will, will trigger a sociopath or will trigger the reaction. So what we're talking about today is what would you do? What would, what do you suggest to your clients that, that if they're in a situation where there's no evidence, 
how would they be able to prove it? Well, you know, um, testimony is evidence. I mean, if you're in trial and you swear under oath, according to a set of facts that they happened or didn't happen, that's a manner of proof. Uh, you could get character witnesses. I mean, this is in the event of trial. But remember, we're dealing with a woman who's used to manipulating people. And so you would need to have some kind of evidence about that woman that shows that she's got a character flaw, perhaps previous boyfriend. Um, and her test testimony alone may help you, but it may it's not going to be enough. So you're going to have to do more. A medication she's on, things like that. Um, if you can find out if she's on medication, because she may not be an evil person. She may have mental illness. Right. And she may not be on the medication that, that will stop her from behaving like this. Okay. Well, you know, Tony and I, we're here. This is a community service. We want to let you know that we are here for you. We practice in this area. And if you have any questions, if you're experiencing domestic violence, reach out to us at www.questions, no, questions at, at legalconnectionshow.com. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back to the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Today we're talking about domestic violence. We've been talking about the definition of domestic violence and um, what to do if you've been, we're talking about it today from the man's perspective. In a couple of weeks, we're gonna talk about domestic violence from the woman's perspective, right, Tony? Yes, because it's, it's a double-edged, I say double-edged sword. Without the facts, you can't side with either, because evil is, is, is not gender biased. They, no, they, you, right. It's gonna go either way. And so, but we're talking about today from the uh, the wonderful man that that you know God made men and we all love him. But um, we're looking at the perspective that he's just doing everything that he was taught to do, and he's doing the right thing, and is suddenly subjected to violence from the woman. And it's just really not something that's talked about a lot, and it's kind of embarrassing. It's true. So what do you do? Right. So we're trying to help out that guy that that we all know from high school, or maybe our brother, or whoever it may be that's. It's married to a woman that um, is is not who she portrayed herself to be, or is dating that person, or and I just have what, a little example because this is not this is not something that's new. This goes all the way back to the beginning of time, right. you know, before. And um, it says, I guess the, the 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 topic is don't run after her beauty because you know women are beautiful like the peacock. I, well, I take that back, peacocks. The male no, they're male. They're yeah. Male. The Why is it in animals are male? Or male? I, I mean, I think God played a joke on us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, we were confused because really it's the male that's more handsome. I don't know. I just think 
you know, I'm not gay or anything, but I just think women are more, you know, more. Well, they are. Well, they're alluring. At least they're alluring to men anyway. So. Because there's know, not like a, there's not, there's not a big market on Mr. America pageants, whereas there is, you know, Miss America. Right. That's Universe so true. It, so. That's so funny. And, um. I don't know, in skating, some of the men are beautiful, though. I'll give them that. They, yeah, <laughs> I would agree. Um, so anyway, like in Proverbs, it says, mm-hmm. for uh, uh, Proverbs 6, 23, 29, for their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light and their corrective discipline is the way to life. It will keep you from, immo- it will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of, pro- of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty, don't let her coy glances seduce you, for a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. Yeah, yeah, can that's a, different. Can a, it's a little bit different. Can a man scoop a flame into his... So that may be the one. Uh, why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman... Oh, I don't want to say that on the air. <laughs> Maybe these aren't the ones I'm looking for. All I can tell you is we had talked earlier about just... I guess the bottom line is a real simple one. Bad company ruins good morals, okay? And so if you get stuck in with a woman and you'll do anything to keep her, and that means you're not you're not going to disclose that she is assaulting you right. because you're embarrassing, you're embarrassed about it, you're not helping the situation. She may need some help. Absolutely. And, you know, you'd ask in the last section, what would you do if, um, if, if it was just a personal thing, you had no witnesses and you were actually assaulted by your wife or your girlfriend and... You know, the advice that I would give to anyone who's listening is pay attention, you know, uh, pay attention, take note. And if something happens that uh, is assaultive in nature, um, don't let it happen again. Now, we were talking earlier um, about, and it was about, uh, basically it was fight or flight. It was, do you stick around if you've seen this happen, but you think you're you're giving it a chance? Um, and it was a... It was a, a scripture, but it was a quarrelsome, nagging wife or whatever. And you knew oh, right, it. Right, right. It's better to live in uh, the corner of a house with a leaky roof than with a nagging or quarrelsome wife. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically that's fight or flight. So I, I think uh, the first thing that I suggest to my clients is uh, just get away. Uh, you can't you can't uh, make someone change. Um, and, but you do want to help them, particularly if you've got, uh, if you feel like maybe this is something that's changed, uh, and it's not their natural nature to be, uh, harsh or assaultive. It could be that they've got maybe a tumor. There may be a medical issue related to that. Right. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about this provocative or offensive contact assault. Um, the terms of assault as provocative or offensive contact, I think that this is a big basket that catches a lot of assault charges. Uh, the victim's not necessarily hurt, but they're feeling violated. It's subjective. It's very subjective. Mm-hmm. And, and from the standpoint that we're going with today, um, women use that as a sword. That is my point. And, you know, it, it could also be inappropriate touching, intentional invading of personal space. You know, as I was preparing for this show, I thought a lot about that. And how that is subjective and it's a gray area and that's an easy thing to claim. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I know it happens a lot, but what I also know is that sometimes it doesn't happen, but men are accused of it just because it is so subjective. Well, right now in this climate with all of the allegations uh, with the me, the hashtag me too, and with the allegations against Trump and all the politicians and what have you, um, it's, it's, it's a hot button right now. And so women are using that, which it may not have actually happened to them. And I know from just just last week, 
there was the nicest guy in the world. He would not touch, he would never be um, less than respectful to a woman, but he likes them. And he will from time to time put his hand on their shoulder or whatever. Oh, right. I know what you're talking and, about. And then, um, and then the women will turn around and um, get in his face and make a public, you know. And say uh, that's sexual. What, yeah, what, what no, was it? it that's was, uh I forgot the exact terms, but the, the way it came about sexual was... Sexual harassment. That sexual harassment, get out of here, you know, basically calling somebody to help them and stuff. And that's simply not what happened. But the reaction was exactly like our... our well, I'm going to call them the victims, the perpetrators or the victims here. I where, agree. Where they're saying, um, this is... Uh, this happened to me. It's really bad. Look. And then you're caught off guard. You don't even know what the defense is because unless you were there to see that nothing really happened, it, it looks as though... The evidence was supported by, their by the woman's reaction that something did when it just didn't. And the problem is, is that those those allegations are believed so quickly. They're so quickly believed that. Um, and it ruins reputations it and does. it makes you wonder. It makes you question the person that the guy that did it. It makes you think, well, did I not see that before? And then you realize you then you kind of look at the source and you kind of do a little background and then you realize that was wrong and. You can't really react. All you can do is just sort of watch unless there's an actual, you know. Well, what would you do in a situation? Say you had a client come in. It was a male and and he has been charged with domestic violence, assault, and uh, there were no witnesses. What? How, how would you defend him? What would you do? Well, first, I never believe anybody until I collect a lot of facts. So I do a lot of investigation first. And that means I'm asking questions. And I think uh, just... After a while, if you do it enough, and I'm, I'm saying this could be at any age, it's just how well you can vet people out, you'll know if they're telling the truth or not. And I've got two examples. Um, I had one guy that called me, um, and I didn't know him. He was just a referral. And he said, um, you know, what do I do? Uh, my my uh, girlfriend, well, now she's my ex-girlfriend, is, is trying to get a protective order. She's, uh, she's saying these things, and it's just not true. In fact, we were trying to get back together, and um, she was— we, we hugged in the parking lot. She said, I assaulted her. And, you know, maybe we can get the cameras to show that she was the one that came to me. And, you know, I went to go apply for a job and we we work in this, we met at work. So it was the same industry and I went to go drop up my resume. And then she called the police, you know, oh out of goodness. nowhere. And I'm like, this is terrible. And so I talked more and I talked more and I asked a lot of questions. And the more he talked, the more I stopped believing him. I mean, really? yeah, I, I, and I started asking him real questions, like, like more specifics, because that's how you can get to the truth. And, Asked him, like, well, where are you applying for the job? And what time of day was it? And who was there? So I just started playing out the movie in my head. Do, And I wanted this client. Right. But then I, it didn't take long for me to realize that nothing he was telling me was true. I mean, it just wasn't. Well, on the reverse of that. He was a that, stalker. <laughs> on the reverse of that, if through that vetting, if he was telling the truth, that oh, would show as now, well, right? But yes, yes. If I ask enough questions and I'm like, okay, and... And you kind of get a little history of them. And of course, it's attorney-client privilege. But still, I'm, I'm looking to find out if he's lying to me because I'm not going to represent somebody that just wants me to, you know, come down. You know, if he's guilty, he's guilty. I want him, the world, you know, the, 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 the community be, to, protect, be, to be protected. protected. Right? This girl to not, I'm not going to be representing somebody that's not telling the truth. That's just all there is to it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vet them out for this. Now, in the instance where the guy comes to me and tells me I've been falsely charged, here's this. I'm instinctively going to believe that the police had reason to charge him. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those bad people on the jury panel that would be, I'm going to believe the police first because they wouldn't have been able to get the district attorney to take the case unless it was real. So I'm listening and I'm intently asking a lot of questions. But if I 
if I believe after asking all the questions like the jury wishes they could hear, exactly. all the things that are going to be tried to kept, be kept out, if I believe that, then, then now I'm looking for ways that I can protect this guy from this girl who's lying. And that's, and it's completely wrong. And I'm mad about it. Exactly. And I'm doggedly going after the truth. And it's really difficult because these girls are good. They've done it before. They are good. I have a case like that right now. Well, they've done it before. And so I'm going to be asking about their history. What is their medical, you know, what do they take? What kind of drugs do they take? What do they have a psychiatrist? That's a, that's, that's for every guy that starts dating a girl, if they've got a psychiatrist and they've been seeing them for a while, that should be a huge red flag that, as wonderful as she may be, um, you might be buying into something that's a little bit more complex than you expected, mm-hmm. and you've got to be prepared. And I'm not saying that these are not the most wonderful people in the world. Right. They may very well be, and they've got it under control. But um, but is, do people really need to to bring into their lives more problems than they already have? No kidding. So um, life anyway. is hard. Life is hard so, enough. To answer your question, though, um, testimony is generally not going to be enough. You're going to need more. Um, history, the history of the girl is a, one good thing. And also the history of the guy. Mm-hmm. If you've got a guy that's basically told you, that, and he's pristine, he's mm-hmm. got, you know, he's gone to school, he's got, um, he's a public servant, maybe a doctor, maybe. And, you know, that, 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 that character goes a long way to show what has this guy done so far? It's really difficult when you've got a 17-year-old because juvenile records are sealed and you've got a, a girl who may be 16 or 17 that's making the allegation you really don't have a lot to work with because you, their, their brains are like tomatoes anyway. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't know who's telling you the truth. So you really have to go, you have to sort of interview to the extent you can their families and okay. then and then look at what they've done so far with their lives. Where, I mean, girls that are 17 have done quite a bit. Um, guys that are 17 have done quite a bit. Were they in Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts? Did they, right. did they have a, a, a sport that they really worked hard at? What kind of grades did they make? You can get Work a lot of job, information. Good work. So you do the same thing for an adult that you would do for a child to see... You know, the same thing could go for a, a child that's making allegations against their parent and vice versa. You can dig out this information and it's all, it may not all be admissible, but, but you want to work toward getting that history to find out what you're, you're, what you're working towards. So I would say, um, I would say you want to look at their history. You want to look at what kind of medication they're on, um, whether they've had to have any psychological problems, uh, what kind of things they do in their spare time. And then in, in this particular assault, you want to look at um, opportunity. You know, and I think we've all learned in law school, but, well, not all of us, we don't go to law school, but in life um, and looking at, the, actually TV shows kind of help you because it reminds you of the things that you should be looking at. They're just common sense. You know, um, what, what, was, what would be the motivation of the person that's making the accusation? There's always those seven deadly sins. The motivation is huge. So let's see, is the motivation real? So look at the, the motivation of the person doing it. Opportunity. Did the person that's making the allegation and the person that's being accused, the perpetrator um, and the victim, was there opportunity? Could it really have happened? So look at the opportunity. And who was the one that made the opportunity? Huge. Who was the one that con- was the... the that, uh, that First was, aggressor. Yeah. And what was the situation in their life at that time? Mm-hmm. Was the person that's being accused of being the, the perpetrator, were they running? Were they, were they, had they already separated from this relationship? and the other person's coming after them. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at motivation, opportunity, um, you know, just the things that any six-year-old, you know, tell, tell your mom, by the way, I was bullied in the playground. You've got to look at all the, could this really have happened? Look at the injury. Mm-hmm. Look at what the, what did they tell you? It was, it was what they're saying happened. Does it make sense with regards to what the injuries are? What if it was just an, a, a threat? You may not have any physical 
uh, injuries, but then you have to go to the psychological. Has this happened before? And um, and if it's happened before, uh, it, it kind of goes toward what would you do uh, to protect yourself if you stay with this person? If it's happened before, one time, I think, fool me once, shame on you. Uh, fool, fool me once, twice. shame on you. Fool <laughs> me twice, shame on me. Right. Absolutely. Well, this is great. Tony... Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth Jahani were here. Uh, we're two licensed attorneys in Texas. We practice in Montgomery and Harris County, but we practice really all throughout Texas. We are here today talking about domestic violence. Um, you can catch us every Tuesday on 104.5 or 106.1 from 12 to 1. We'll be right back after the break. going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up with Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about keeping up with Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out irlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or... Call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, we're here today talking about domestic violence and assault. So we've talked about the law. We've talked about some different situations. What we're going to talk about this section is what happens when the police get involved. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there are a couple of ways that police could get involved. I mean, the alleged victim could go to the police. Right. And, that the, the, and so there's... There may not be a witness if they go to the police. And when I hear that type of situation, it's already red flags are going off. I'm wondering, why are the police not going to the scene? Why generally in a, a true domestic, well, I say true, they're all different. Right. But in, in many, many of my cases, a neighbor will call. Mm-hmm. And so there, something's going on and they're coming out, not by the two people that are having the fight, but because the argument has escalated and somebody's calling, whether it be the child in the house, a neighbor, somebody else is not calling because they're in the midst of the fight. Right. So the police get called to the scene. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the first way. Right. The police can get called to the scene. And when they get called to the scene, though, what will they do? They, they will start, start interviewing all the witnesses. Around. Well, of course, we're not police officers and we right. don't know exactly what they're trying to do in each one of the counties. But they're going to start investigating and they're going to te- definitely separate the two people fighting. Exactly. <laughs> and protect themselves because when you've got two people fighting... There could be guns and not. Well, just like know. Heather Locklear, you know, mm-hmm. she was charged with assaulting three officers, which means she hit three 
three police officers. Those police officers weren't there having a drink over at Heather Locklear's house, even if she did was a, a, a uh, an actress on ships. Well, they were there because they get called there. Right. And, you know, I just want to say this, that police officers, I've read some stats, and they get hurt more often being called out for domestic violence disputes than anything else. It's really the most dangerous situation a police officer can walk into. And I will just add uh, in there that it's the reason that domestic violence is just so crazy is it's personal. Right. The, the tr- there's been a breach of trust to one party or the other, or it's ongoing and they can't fix it. You know, you can't fix them. But, uh, and, and that kind of goes to, if you see, and I'll just throw this in here and then we'll go back on. Don't let me get off track like I always do. But if there's an assault situation going on at your home or in a relationship, yeah, wouldn't it just be best to get out or to leave it for a while? And which is what the police do when the police get there, they separate the two people. If there's something going on that's different or it's new, then get away. Don't stay in Absolutely. And, and, you know, I just want to say you don't have to call the police. Just separate yourselves. Separate yourselves. But when the police get involved, that means that it's when, escalated right. to a point where either the person calling is using the police as their weapon, which exactly. is so recurrent in Absolutely. my situation right. where, where I won't even know that there's been 20 911 calls because somebody's setting them up. Because they know that they're trying to, whatever the motivation may be, they're thinking they're the assaultive person, but they're calling 911 to build their case. Exactly. That, oh, I'm the victim. And it's and it's it's shocking that people are that manipulative. But And it, sad. I think it's, it. To, this really troubles me. Using law enforcement, using litigation, using charges to get back at someone when they, when you're actually the one who's setting right, them right. up. Right, right. And you don't see it coming because you're usually, you know, you're a good person. Not, I can, I can tell you this has never happened to me. So it's not like you're a good person, but I, I get so involved with my clients that, that I'm, I don't even know how to, I, the only thing I know to tell them to do is to, to find a way to get out. And if it's, whether it be a man or a woman, depending on what the financial situation is, um, to make sure that, and I heard this from one good friend of mine, to to get a job, to, um, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what he told me. It was such a good thing to say. Get a job, um, uh, get your get a car, and and, and get out. Just get, to get away from the situation. Exactly. Whether it be uh, on someone's couch, just get mm-hmm. away from it. Whether mm-hmm. it be a man or a woman, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't do that. There's kids involved, but but um, anyway. So, so Got when people don't do that, and the police get involved, what happens next? Um, say the victim, the alleged victim, goes to the police, they make a police report. Then the police determine whether or not they have enough evidence here right. to go and, 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 and file a charge. Evidence can be, t- be determined by test, by what the, the alleged victim is telling them, by marks on their body, by what? What else? Well, would- again, I'm not, not not having any training from a police perspective. I can I know what's happened in the various trials I've done, and um, the police will be called out. It's sometimes, if, let's say the police weren't called out. Well, let me go back. Police are called out. They're going to start interviewing people. They're going to separate everybody, and they're going to determine whether or not it was there was an affirmative defense, for a lack of a better way to like put self-defense. it, self uh, defense, mutual combat, uh, mm-hmm. self defense. Or maybe when they get there, both parties are like, "Hey, it was." We didn't call. There's nothing here. Right. A lot of times the police can see that something's happening and they'll yeah, arrest the anyway. Yeah, the place is a Sometimes nothing happened and the police arrest anyway. So you just don't know what's going to happen. Once the police and the government get involved, then um, from the, the perspective of the Constitution, hopefully everybody is sane enough. And a lot of times it's alcohol. That's, the, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, many, many times alcohol or drugs 
are uh, the what has brought the police into the picture because it's they're out of control. Some alteration. Some, of, th- th- so they're right. not themselves But anyway. then the Constitution gives us the right to remain silent mm-hmm. and you can't come in the house unless it's a search warrant because, and I, I'm kind of deviating from what the topic is just a little bit, but but I've had a number of cases where the police have been called out for a noise violation. Mm-hmm. And then they've, they're, the police, I don't know why, they're going to make it into a domestic violence situation and they're interrogating the man and the woman as though there was a fight and there was never a fight at all. And then the police are trying to get in the house without a search warrant and they're like, well, if you let me in, I'll just let y'all go or whatever. And they get in the house and they find drugs and stuff. And then everything goes, all they were doing was playing loud music. And I, I had a case like that. And I couldn't believe that it snowballed into such a mess because yes. my, my clients were little pot smokers. And mm-hmm. there wasn't any fight. There was just loud music. And the neighbors were like, oh, it was a fight. So you got to be real careful about what you tell the police, too, because it can snowball completely out of control. And it wasn't even a domestic violence situation. And now you're stuck with a bond, you know, attorney's fees and trying to get out of jail and it's just a crazy thing. So, but let's go back to the, the trying to get out of jail and somebody I, that's vindictively calling the police and setting up the unknowing boyfriend or spouse for for a fall. Okay. Okay, but let me finish that. Uh, bond trying to get getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Well, getting arrested. Bond trying to get out of jail. And then you've got six or eight months waiting to go to trial. Oh, more than that, you're going to have to it take a go, plea. I had one that was six years. You yeah, couldn't believe that? it was six years. Um, that's unbelievable. On, on because the prosecution didn't have a case because they couldn't find the witness, and they just kept um, resetting it. And I thought for sure I've got a Sixth Amendment speedy trial violation here. And I admit I made a mistake in that case, and by not actually going to have a hearing on the speedy trial because. It was clearly a violation of the speedy trial. You know, you're, so you're right. So because you that. didn't have a hearing, then I filed it and I kept asking for a hearing, asking for, and I never said it because the prosecutors were being so nice, and I just thought it was going to go away after six years. It was like old news. I didn't think anything of it. Well, they found they actually went to they found this this person in California, and neither one of them were citizens. And they said, "Hey, we'll give you a U visa if you come testify against." They just wanted to win, and so. They brought this person in to testify against my client. And because I didn't have the actual hearing to, to, to determine that it that the speedy violation with the violation of speedy process. trial. Now I've gotten I've gotten speedy trial dismissals before without having the hearing, and so I'd gotten kind of lax about it. Right. But so what happened? Um they had the speedy trial and I've only had three losses in my uh, career. And we actually lost that case and because I didn't get the speedy. They they said Speedy trial violation, no, we're not going with that. Because you didn't object. Because I did not have a hearing. I did wow. object, but I didn't have a hearing. And I filed it and they knew it. And um, it was a really, really difficult case to win because I had um, I had some previous convictions, but it wasn't related to... Uh, your client had Yeah, it, it wasn't related to assault. It was just alcohol. I didn't blame him either. I'd be alcoholic too if I had this kind of, you know, vindictive people that were making false charges against me. And it was actual... It was actually not that way at all. But, but so... Um, uh, I forgot where we were going with well, it. Like we're, going I to, we're going to penalties. So they, they, what do they get? They get restitution. They can get diverted. Deferred well, education. I think what we were talking about what happens when you get arrested. So the police come out and um, the police come out and they're going to arrest you. In fact, um, well, I, I want to read this, uh, these 10 steps to how to get it dismissed if it didn't happen, because we're well, looking I'll at do it. that before we go to break, because that's going to be important very important because we're, t- we're really f- this ch- show is focused on a guy that's been falsely accused exactly by um, a vindictive girl who, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, didn't get her way because she was told no for the first time. Or maybe she's just soured on the relationship. She's found a richer guy because girls do that. We know mm-hmm. it. We're girls. I didn't ever do that. You didn't do that. I'm perfectly happy. 
but I've seen it in my cases so many times that I'm stunned. That well, so what can they do? Okay. What can a guy do? Um, ten, 10 steps on how to get your, your domestic violence case dismissed, okay? okay? First, preserve the evidence that proves she did not commit the assault. Okay. Preserve the evidence. Go to the doctor if they're accusing, if there was a fight and she's saying it was a knockdown, drag out fight, go to the doctor and get proof from a third party that there are no injuries that support what she said, okay? okay. Make sure that if anybody saw it, there was witnesses in the house, Make sure you get them on record right there in front of the police that this didn't happen. Okay. Preserve the evidence. That's all you've got to, okay. prove, you, to prove that you didn't do it. Right. Okay. Um, and that would be witness statements. Um, was the alleged victim drinking? Try to get the police to show that she was drinking. Um, pictures. Take pictures of the evidence scene to show that what they said happened did not happen. Um, text messages. Do not delete what's on your phone and immediately get text messages. Um, what about step two? What should we do after that? After we preserve the evidence? Well, the other thing is social media, because with social media, right, um, so you'll see that if they really people do, tell their lives on social yeah, media, yeah, and if they're not saying, "Oh, I got hurt," and all of a sudden they're happy and gleeful, exactly, they're going to delete their Facebook account or their Twitter or whatever it is. So quickly preserve your evidence, I had, guys. I, have, I had a case where I got on uh, the woman's Facebook page and saw that the night supposedly she had been. Seriously injured, she was posting "Ha ha, got you back." Yeah, yes, and that was oh admissible gosh. in yes, court. Yes, it is. I it's love a public it. record. Yes, exactly. It's, I've, I've gotten so many Facebook posts in, and it's easy. Well, Tony and I are here uh, Tuesdays from twelve to one on one hundred four point five or one hundred six point one Conroe's FM, and we uh, want to help you. We want to reach out if you are someone that you know or love is having some domestic violence issues, problems, allegations, lawsuits, give us a call or you can telephone us at 281-529-5862. You can email us at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. And also, I want to tell our listeners that tomorrow, every Wednesday following the show, uh, by in the morning, they can go to IRLoneStar.com and download our podcast and listen to it on Google Play or iTunes. So that's, you know, for younger people. Maybe we can we can help them. Uh, so this is for that guy that's been accused of assault. He needs to download this so he can see what he needs to do if, no he, didn't, if he didn't do it. Well, but he did do it. That's all right. Story. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio.
Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today, we are talking about domestic violence and assault, and we're talking about it from the perspective of the man, the uh, one that is likely charged or likely been accused of domestic but violence. falsely accused. We're falsely not talking accused. about the man who's a beater right. and is horrible, because no. we don't want to let those people off. No. When I get cases like that and I vetted them and I learned that they're, they're not telling me the truth, I won't even do, I will, in no way do I represent them. I'm like, you need to do a deal, and I'm going to withdraw from the case. Right. Absolutely. And I won't take any, I will give their money back. I'm not going to represent somebody that is, you know, assaultive, and that's how they handle their problems. All right. So, um, that being said, we're going back to step two of, of 10 steps on what you do when you've been dismissed. falsely accused of assault okay. by, by who is now Glenn Close, Vernon Bunnies, and right. telling everybody that you're assaulting her. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know what happened in that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen, what's the name of that movie? A Fatal Attraction. Okay. You need to spend the money and hire a good lawyer. And I'm not talking about just trying to make money myself. That's not the case. No, so You really true. do. Having a home-based lawyer will help you in the following ways. A lawyer will know, that lawyer will know the particular preferences of the judge and how that judge runs his jury trials and his pretrials. He'll know the climate of the area. Um, that judge will know the reputation of the prosecutors who he's negotiating with, whether they're corrupt or rather they're good. You, you just need that. And without with some with ex, some, with some local experience, you need yes, an attorney. You need somebody with local experience. So don't be calling your your the best racehorse Haynes that's no. uh, across the state. No, they may be good, but they won't know that area. They won't know the jury pool. They won't know uh, the, the lawyer that's closer to the court, courthouse will not have to charge as much money as the person that's far away. So you're economically, um, from for all the different reasons, just get a, a lawyer that's, that, that works in that area that's done a lot of cases. And you can check it out on the bar yeah. site. You can check it out on the local county clerk sites. Exactly. To see if that lawyer really, and what their, um, and what their success rate is. Okay. So um, that right. you want to you check your own. Just don't hire anybody. You want to go check them out like any, like a car mechanic. You're not going to take it to somebody that's got bad ratings with a BBB or whatever. All right. right. So okay. and I can go Step on and on three. about that, but that's really, really important. Okay. All right. Um, do not, oh, by the way, do not go with an appointed lawyer. I'm not saying that they're not all good or bad or anything, but if the case is a misdemeanor, because the uh, misdemeanor lawyers are paid low amounts of money in the, the various counties, the court appointed simply cannot afford to do as good a job as Somebody that's really going to, they're not paid enough to do the work that you need if you've got a serious case. And family assault, even misdemeanor on your record, won't, it will take away your firearms. We'll get into the punishment part oh, later. it's terrible. But you have got to fight this like the dog. If you're accused of hurting a woman, your reputation, and you know, you can see it right now in all the politics. Yeah. They're getting, they're having to withdraw. I mean, uh, they're, they're being. They're having to quit. Step they're down. They're having to quit because they're losing all their constituents because they're falsely accused. Or maybe not. A lot of them, like that guy up there in Wisconsin, the crazy one that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, Franken. Yeah, there are pictures of him being a crazy man, and yeah. he probably is assaultive, and so I would not want to represent him. But some of these guys are not, they're falsely accused. And uh, again, if, they, if you don't have a lot of money for it, go get a good attorney. They don't cost a lot. If you just right. look at the rep, maybe they'll give you a price discount because they, they'll feel bad that you were manipulated like, like many men are, and they've, they've been there, done that, and they'll help you. Okay, step three. On getting the assault charge dismissed, pay to bond out and maintain all conditions of your bond. Don't screw up your bond by doing something stupid, like going to a bar or just doing what the bond conditions are. Don't go around the woman, even if she's a liar. Absolutely. Don't go around the woman. Yeah. Don't go over there and try to get her to change her story because she's evil. 
she'll turn around and say that she's helping you and she'll show the text message or something to the prosecutor. And you're now, if you've gotten the, the one of the protective orders against you. No, now you're a double. Now, now you're stuck in jail and you're not going to get another bond exactly. that can cost you a fortune. And, and now the prosecutors know that that you're stuck and you're going to have to deal with them. Yeah, okay? because so, you're the dummy yeah, that didn't follow your bond. No, just, just, just follow your bond rules. Right. Even if you if you were to go to a bar just for fun, stop it during this process and stay out and show by your behavior on bond that you didn't do this. Because I guarantee that bad woman is going to do something to get in trouble. Yeah. And you just, it's just a matter of time of waiting. We got two, okay. okay. And I got to move along right here so we can keep get everything out for these for our listeners. Dress in business formal attire for all court settings. Absolutely. The jury, everyone's looking at what you are wearing. Everybody, everybody in that courtroom, and they have a lot of uh, the bonds person, the probation officer, the judge, they the, all the bailiff. Care. They're watching you and they're making decisions on, they're making their, their own decisions on uh, and your character. On your character. And that's going to go towards some decisions the judge makes. It's not what the jury is going to be deciding. So true. Um, how to get out of assault, how to get dismissed. Um, have a lot, have, have a long in-person meeting with your lawyer. You tell the truth to your lawyer. Everything. It's That's confidential. Right. They need to know everything. Because there may be something that you don't tell them. They're going to find out that just by you talking about their life and stuff. If, if that's why you want to hire a good attorney that will listen to you for whatever it costs. If that attorney does not know your life, they can't help you. They're not going to find that one thing that you've forgotten. And I have a couple more here. Oh, if the alleged victim is willing to have them, him or her sign an affidavit. Okay. All right, Tony. Well, um... So we just want to reiterate again that um, we're here for you guys. Uh, let me just ask you one question, Tony. If you call the police for domestic violence dispute, questions from listeners, and uh, no one uh, didn't want to press charges, what's going to happen if there was no arrest? Well, they can come back later. The police get the well, prosecution. Well, no, no. And this happens a lot. And we know this through um, like the Warren Moon um, when his wife accused him of assault. Women use the phone as their protection and their weapon. And a lot That's of times, so true. a lot of times it is necessary, and they should be calling the police Absolutely. without question. But sometimes it's I'm going to call the police if you don't give me what I want. Mm -hmm. And you watch this, and then they make marks on themselves, and um, they're they're evil. I'm telling you, we all know people like this. Um, if that happens, um, and let's say they they come around and they realize you're the the man is the breadwinner, and this happens even when the man is assaultive, um, and they want to they want to get the case dismissed. Um, they can file, uh, they, they can, oh. uh, we want to thank you for listening. They can file, they can file, uh, an affidavit of non-prosecution, but if you get that done, do not do it personally. You go and have somebody talking for them. If your bond Tuesdays, says don't talk, Tuesdays, 12 don't to 1 p.m., IRLoneStar.com. You can download our podcast tomorrow. Tune in next week. And we'll have the rest Tony of these Cheryl. steps on that. That's right. We'll get it. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. 
Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com. 